Chapter 16 I wasn't certain, but I'm pretty sure Benjo was giving me the fisheye all the time we waited for Jerry. It was like he knew. If you ask me, they train those guide dogs up far too much. It's not good for a dog to be so clever. They should just be normal, chasing cars and running into walls, like the ones on You've Been Framed. It must have been a huge portion of Jerry's mind that he was giving to the doctors, because after an hour and a half he still wasn't back. I was desperate to use the toilet by the time an hour had passed, and agonised over just running in and going quickly. Once we hit twenty-five past, I figured I had two choices. Either go behind the car, or run back into the hospital and do what needed to be done. I went for option two, as there were too many people about in the car park to get little Jason out. It wasn't the brightest idea, but when you've got a full bladder, you don't think straight. So I ran towards the hospital entrance as quick as I could. Having one eye still covered didn't make the run easy. I literally had a blindside. Inconsiderate people with wheelchairs got in the way, a mother and baby almost took me down to pavement level, and the chain that led around the car park is something I hold a bitter resentment towards to this day. Once the car park was out of the way, I had the road to get across, which, with exaggerated head movements, I was able to do safely. Then it was just a straight path into reception. I headed up the stairs and my bladder was almost popping with every step. I imagined that it felt pretty similar to when pregnant women have a baby kicking their bladder, except it was my bladder kicking my bladder. It must have been so full it was doubled over on itself. The flash of orange and blue brought me back into the real world with a thump. I had run into someone. Worse than that, I'd run into Jerry. Oh, oh, you silly... Hey, Jason? Jerry said, shocked, before looking down and seeing the dark patch that was growing down my leg. If you'd been there, you'd have seen the look of realisation dawn on his face, once he'd got over the shock of not only spilling another drink over his loudest outfit, but seeing me piss myself where I stood. He looked at me, and I could almost hear the cogs in his brain whirring round. Then, all of a sudden, they all hit midnight, and the cuckoo went off to alert him to what was going on. You, you, you were running, he stammered, still trying to find the words to put to the thought process that must have been going faster than his mouth could handle. You can see, and you've messed yourself, he added, looking down at the ever-growing wet snake with a succession of expressions on his face, which I think went in this order. Horror, disgust, disbelief, and shock. This was all followed up with some good, old-fashioned, sunken-browed anger. "'Just what is going on here?' he demanded, causing me to look down at my now-soaking trousers. "'Not that,' he said, pointing down. "'I mean this,' he said, waving his finger in front of my sunglasses and looking me directly in the eye. What was I supposed to say in a situation like this? I tried to think what Boris or Barry would tell me to do, but came up blank. I even considered what Terry might tell me to do. But this was no time for paintball tactics. In the end, I went for the only thing I could think of.' "'I don't suppose you have any spares, do you?' I said, looking down. How he still let me get in his car, wearing only a bin bag and a blanket that he kept in the boot, I don't know. He is probably just a better person than me. I wouldn't have let me get in the car. In fact, I would have driven alongside me as I walked through the streets covered in my own piss. I'd have also sounded my horn to alert anyone who might have missed the loser walking the streets smelling like a gone-off and fermenting tea bag. It wasn't until we got on the motorway that he was able to ask me what the hell I'd been playing at for the last few weeks, and even then he kept having to stop and compose himself. I mean, did you really think you would get away with it? he asked. 
Maybe at the beginning, I shrugged, unwilling to really let my thoughts out in the open with the person who could use them against me the most. She's blind. She's not a bloody idiot, Jerry reminded me. I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just... Sorry, Jerry. No one was meant to get hurt, least of all Emma, I said, sitting in my seat feeling completely dejected. It felt worse than I thought it would have, this coming clean business. Not hurt like she is. I meant emotionally, I added, just to clarify. I know that, Jason. I can't get my head round it. God knows how this is going to make Emma feel, he said, then added. Oh, shitting hell! She said she loved you in there!